0: Welcome to Dire Trip, where we deep dive into all sorts of spooky, horrific, or just plain weird crimes, lawsuits, and strange happenings all over the world. Without further ado, let's get into today's story. In the early 2010s, people all over the US and Europe were able to casually walk into any given convenience store and purchase illicit substances, hard ones to say the least. This led to nothing short of international pandemonium, with some wondering if it was the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. Bath salts, or known over in Europe as monkey dust, are what they have come to call designer drugs. They were called as such because, in order to hide their true nature as a hardcore drug, the designers would often brand the goods as either bath salts, cleaning powder, plant food, potpourri, or all manner of different products. Given their appearance of white, powder-like little granules, one might find those labels believable. They would then slap a sticker on that would read, not for human consumption, in order to create a little bit of plausible deniability and hopefully avoid any sort of prosecution while dealing drugs in gas stations, convenience stores, and over the internet. These products first came to be in around the year 2009, but it wasn't until 2010-2011 that they really exploded in popularity, usage, and memes. Calls started pouring into US and European poison control centers as people went to their local convenience stores and gas stations to pick up their products and give them a try. After all, if they're legally, openly sold in shops, I mean, how dangerous could they be? I mean, they were easier to buy than a simple can of beer. Well, the answer to that question is, very. In 2010, the number of calls to U.S. poison control centers involving bath salts was around 300. In 2011, however, that number ballooned into an astounding 6,000. If one were to ingest the designer drugs, they would face all manner of concerning symptoms. Headaches, nausea, chills, heart palpitations, paranoia, and even anxiety slash panic attacks. If one who were already susceptible to psychotic conditions were to ingest, smoke, snort, inject, or otherwise administer the dangerous substance, it would tend to send their pre-existing disorders into overdrive. It wasn't unusual for people to experience hallucinations, delusions, and erratic behavior. And that's putting it lightly. The first incident to really bring bath salts into the forefront of the public conscience was an incident known as the Miami Cannibal Attack or, more casually, the bath Salt zombie. This was when, on May 26th of 2012, a man named Rudy Eugene attacked a homeless man on the MacArthur Causeway in Miami, Florida. The entire incident, which was caught on tape, became broadcast on news channels not only throughout the US but internationally as well. The attack started when Rudy accused the homeless man Ronald Popo, of stealing his Bible. He then beat him until he lost consciousness, tore off his pants, and most shockingly began to bite down on his face. Rudy began to eat away at the unconscious man's face, ultimately biting off most of his face above the beard line, including eating his entire left eyeball. The whole attack left Ronald completely blind but surprisingly alive. The savage assault didn't end until the Miami PD arrived and shot Rudy on the spot. Police initially believed that bath salts were involved, given the pure psychopathy of the carnage they had seen. They couldn't believe that any average sort of psychosis could have led to such a brutal scene without some sort of intoxicant being involved. But toxicology tests came to show no drugs in Rudy's system aside from cannabis. This is where a bit of controversy began. Some would claim that this was a sign that bath salts weren't involved at all, while others would claim that the standard testing wouldn't have revealed the chemicals in bath salts in the first place. Regardless, this became the most well known bath salts related crime and brought the designer drugs into the spotlight. Whether or not this case really involved the substance, many, many others have been proven to. One of the most interesting cases of a bath salts-related crime involved the arrest of a 35-year-old woman named Tracy Mabb. At 5 p.m. on a Tuesday afternoon, Tracy walked out into the middle of a highway in Pompano Beach, Florida and pulled up her shirt to show her bare chest. She didn't stop there, pulling off her pants as well and showing passers-by the full set of goods, front and back, as she spun around in an intoxicated stupor. Motorists were rubbernecking as the naked woman posed and danced throughout the street, leading to danger in more ways than one. When police officers arrived, she refused to stop posing her nude body in the middle of the speedway, telling the officers, quote, I don't give a fuck, when they told her that what she was doing was illegal. The police threw cuffs on Tracy and arrested her then and there. It was immediately very clear that she wasn't completely coherent. Either way, she was taken in and booked. The police took a mugshot that has become nothing short of legendary, painting a clear picture of the results of abusing this particular substance. While it was initially widely reported that she was on bath salts at the time of the crime, the police never did come out with a specific confirmation. Regardless, she was held in jail on a $600 bond while the internet laughed off the entire incident. Miami wouldn't be left with only one bath salts-related incident, not by a long shot. One summer day, a man named Shane Schuler went into a local park on 19th Avenue, a park notably located directly behind the North Miami Beach police station. He stripped down, removing all of his clothes, and laid down on a park bench. This was when a woman and her daughter entered through the park at the 20th Avenue entrance when they saw Shane lying there, naked, on the bench. The mother said that he was completely naked with his junk on full display. This was when she tried to walk past him and out of the park, but Shane stood up as she came into his vision, exposing himself fully to her toddler. This was when Shane looked the kid straight in the eyes and said, chillingly, Come here, little girl, I want to stick it in you. Needless to say, the mother grabbed her daughter and fled the scene. Luckily, Shane never did get close enough to even touch them. Being right behind a police station, it wasn't long before the police were on the scene and arresting him. Upon arrest, they searched his clothes and found his wallet, containing both his ID and, as you may expect, bath salts. In court, Shane explained that he was indeed using the drug when he began to feel unbearably hot and removed his clothes in order to cool off in the fountain. Feeling this overwhelming sense of heat is a notably common side effect of the drug. Surveillance camera footage from the park proved the mother's story to be correct. Shane was soon hit with various charges related to lewd activity and exposure. (music) Bath salts-related cases weren't relegated to Florida by any means. It was becoming an international issue, for sure. One of the more memorable cases took place in New York City. It all started when two teenage boys were playing basketball outside of their home, only to see a middle-aged looking woman, Pamela McCarthy, age 35, come rolling down the stairs leading up to her second floor apartment. With the two buildings sharing the same parking lot, the boys were able to get a good view of what was happening as they saw this woman tumble down the stairs, rolling over her three-year-old son, landing on top of him. She stood up with her arm around the young boy's waist despite having just wiped out onto the concrete, she stood up as if nothing had happened at all. She immediately began to argue with her boyfriend, Jason Williams, who was already outside. Then she locked eyes with one of the teenage boys, showing a spark of anger and shouting, you better get out of here, you nasty deaf slur That was when the boy dropped his basketball and ran upstairs to tell his dad what was going on. Pamela started to chase the boy, but he was able to get her lost behind a parked car and create some distance. Pamela then gave up, instead walking over and sitting down next to her young son, choosing to begin choking him instead. Hands around his neck, she began to spin in circles and laugh. The teenager called 911 immediately as soon as he got inside. Pamela then ran back up the stairs of her apartment. When she came back out, she was completely naked. She picked up her child and threw him down onto the ground. Her boyfriend scooped the boy up and ran across the street to a nearby convenience store. Pamela ran after him, stopping in the middle of the street. She then came back to her apartment building and began to climb back up the stairs, only getting about halfway up before she fell all the way back down to the ground, landing headfirst onto the concrete. She sat up, calmed down for about a minute, and began to attempt the stairs again. She got back into her apartment one more time, this time coming out with a pit bull, only to roll down the stairs once again. Just as she did with her son, she landed on top of the dog and began to choke him as well. This all took place over only about five minutes. This was when the first police began to show up. Pamela began to growl at them as they approached her. When they got close, she attempted to bite one of them. They sprayed her with some pepper spray, but it had absolutely no effect. Still having her arm around the dog's neck, the police officers tried to pull her off, but it couldn't be done. This was when one officer warned her that he would tase her. She didn't care, so he fired once. As with the pepper spray, it had no effect. Pamela didn't even flinch. Trying again, he pressed the taser up against her back and fired. She finally let go of the dog, and this was when a trooper was able to slap some handcuffs on her. She fell onto her stomach as the cop put his knee on her back to hold her down. Little did they know, Pamela was just recovering from heart surgery when she decided it would be an opportune time to try the drug. She went into cardiac arrest shortly after and was rushed to the hospital where she ultimately passed away. Her boyfriend said, after the fact, that he had known of her history of drug abuse, but he had never seen her like this. Many times in the past, he had tried to get help for her, even trying to get her own mother to do something. This grandmother then took custody of Pamela's son, who was luckily treated with only minor injuries. Down in Georgia, a bizarre case took place that would do nothing to help the currently spreading rumors that bath salts were leading to a cannibalism epidemic, with some even saying that they would lead to the start of the zombie apocalypse. On an average day, some patrons were hitting some balls at a golf course when they saw a young man, Carl Lavinger, jump out of the woods completely naked as he began to run around the Atlanta golf range. He picked up a club from the ground and began to wave it around his head as he screamed. Police were called. Once they showed up, they attempted to subdue the man, but they couldn't. This was due to what they themselves called his superhuman strength. When that failed, they turned to the pepper spray. This also left him completely unfazed. He didn't even attempt to wipe it off or even close his eyes, leaving them wide open, red and bloodshot as he continued to battle the police. Concerned, they upped the ante and pulled out the tasers. The first shot did knock Carl down to the ground, but it only stopped him for a mere moment before he stood back up and continued his attack. One officer said, We had to tase him approximately five more times on the scene to get him down. It took several officers to hold him down to get him cuffed. A video clip was recorded once Carl was finally on the ground. He was face down, naked, and mumbling incoherently. He began to state that he was going to eat the faces off of the officers. Between gibberish, curse words, and nonsensical babbling, he threatened to eat even more of the golf course patrons. He then rambled about Tupac and Biggie before he started to make animal noises before moving on to more threats. He attempted to look up at the officers, saying, "I'ma I'll eat you. I'll eat you. I don't want to eat you, but I will. The police were able to take him under control and haul him out to a nearby hospital. Unfortunately, he wasn't finished. He lashed out and attacked one of the nurses on-site, causing another brawl with the police. His behavior was quickly linked to bath salts as well, only further bringing the designer drug into the spotlight. The chaos spread all the way to Houston, Texas. This was where a woman named Stephanie Dillard was driving along the road with her three children before she came to crash into a bus. All three of her kids, aged 16, 12, and 5, were left with minor injuries, but fortunately survived the collision. Stephanie, instead of caring for her kids, instead began to strip off all of her clothes as she ran across the street into a nearby CVS. Upon entering the store, she quickly made her way over to the frozen food section and found the ice cream. She began to ravenously consume the ice cream then and there in the store while continuing to remove her clothing. When the police arrived, she continued to eat the ice cream while attempting to both fight and evade the police officers. Eventually, she was taken into custody. She was charged with multiple counts of endangering the welfare of a child as the kids were taken to live with their grandmother. Her bail was set for $2,000. The police, once again, came to find that this case was related in large part to the use of bath salts. Up in Illinois, a man named Matthew V. Miller, upon ingesting the substance himself, jumped onto the top of a stranger's car and held onto the hood for an entire four miles as the driver attempted to get away. The driver was terrified of Matthew's demeanor, saying that he was out of his mind. When the car came to a stop, the police took Matthew into custody. Matthew exclaimed that he was merely trying to run away from people that were trying to eat him. Police came to find an empty vial which previously contained bath salts out near where the ride started, believing that they had belonged to him. Matthew, lucky to even be alive without major injury, was charged with possession of a controlled substance, disorderly conduct, and criminal damage to property. In Pennsylvania, a 31-year-old new mother named Carla Murphy had just given birth two days prior and was still in the hospital. The doctors, feeling concerned that something was wrong with her mental state, decided to hold her over for a mental health evaluation. When they walked her back over to her new room, she began to freak out, running off into a nearby restroom. She stripped off all of her clothes and began to roll around on the bathroom floor while screaming in confusion. Doctors attempted to calm her down, but she was unable to respond to even the most basic of questions. She couldn't even answer as to where she was. Doctors administered an antipsychotic called Haldol and brought Carla to sit on the bed. She continued to flail around and yell at the staff. Eventually, she decided to make a break for it and run towards the door, pushing through a group of nurses and security to do so. The hospital security eventually brought her back to the bed and laid her down, but she shot back up one more time and punched a nurse in the face. She then kicked an officer and tried to bite him. She was held down until the Haldol finally put her to sleep, horse-kicking a nurse in the chest one last time as she faded out. Police came out to the hospital and arrested Carla when she came to. Investigators found a dismantled ink pen in her purse, containing what appeared to be a white substance tightly rolled in medical tape with disco written across. Disco was the name of a specific brand of bath salts that was in circulation at the time. She was taken into Blair County Prison on a probation violation and an outstanding warrant. She was soon released and given her freedom once again as the hospital police declined to press charges. After the incident, a caseworker visited her home and, upon getting permission from Carla and her boyfriend, began to look around. This led to police conducting a full search, finding needles, plenty of tinfoil, broken bottles containing brown residue, and, of course, bath salts. Carla's boyfriend admitted that she had a problem with the substance, but he had thought that she stopped using it after they previously had issues with her actions. In the end, both he and Carla were charged with various paraphernalia offenses. Out in Ohio, Vandalia to be specific, one family had quite the weird bath salts experience. In November, an 11-year-old boy came home to find a 44-year-old man, Terry Trent, sitting on his couch and watching TV. The boy had never seen this man before. The boy screamed out to his mother, who was next door with the neighbor. This was when Terry stood up and said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I'll get my things and go. The mother called the police and screamed for the neighbors to come and help. She came over to get her son to see that candles were lit, the TV was on, and to her surprise, a Christmas wreath had been placed on both the front door and the garage door. She then went inside and was shocked to see that the drugged-up intruder had actually put up all of her Christmas decorations inside as well. Rather than getting into the criminal spirit, it seems that Terry had been taken over by the holiday spirit instead. Christians may call this a Christmas miracle, but anyone else would probably just say that it's really weird. When the police came out, they caught Terry and found that he had a pocket knife on his possession, noting that it appeared he had been abusing bath salts. According to the police, he had a long history of drug related charges against him. Terry was charged with burglary and taken into the Montgomery County Jail. New York State clearly had its hands full with the epidemic. The basalt's Salt's cases weren't isolated to New York City by any means, with a smaller city named Utica notably having their own battle against the substance users. While there were many cases within the city, a few gained more notoriety than the others. One Saturday night, the police were called out to investigate a woman who was reported to be, quote, emotionally disturbed. Once an officer approached her, she lunged towards him, pouncing on him, and tried to bite down on his face. According to the police, she was screaming that she wanted to kill them and eat them. She was taken into the hospital for a mental health evaluation. Two days later, the same police were called to investigate yet another woman going berserk on bath salts. Once the officers showed up to the scene in which they were called, they were greeted with the sight of a 22-year-old woman in the middle of the street wearing nothing but a pair of underwear. She was foaming at the mouth, running into traffic, behaving violently, and nearly getting hit by car after car. She was screaming to anyone who may listen that her clothes were electrocuting her and that she, in her own words, had metal inside of her, whatever that might mean. She said that her skin was burning, on fire, and that she couldn't get near any metal or wires. The police had to hold the woman down and restrain her until an ambulance could arrive. She was taken to St. Elizabeth's Hospital. It turns out that she had tried to inject the bath salts into her system, but upon failing, instead decided to eat the entire bag. While you may have had the impression that these problems were isolated to the U.S. and Europe, Canada was having its own struggle with the illicit substance as well. One night in Calgary, the police were called at around midnight to come check out a young man who was behaving very strangely. Witnesses had seen the young man, roughly 18 to 25, attempting and succeeding in hurting himself in various ways. The police arrived to see a nearly naked young man standing in an alleyway, slamming his face up against a fence repeatedly and behaving very irrationally. The man was spacing out entirely, not showing any response whatsoever to the police's commands. He was bleeding heavily from his face. It took what the police called a sufficient amount of officers to take him down. Once the ambulance was called, they had to chemically subdue the man in order to calm him down. The officers noted that he seemed to have superhuman strength and an infinitely high threshold for pain. He was taken away to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. There, doctors found that he had nearly succeeded in cutting his entire nose off. When it was found that his body temperature was abnormally high, it was concluded that bath salts were the likely culprit. In Scottsdale, Arizona, a 45-year-old man named John Brigham had gotten into a car accident. This was when he stripped naked in the middle of the road and stood on top of his car, screaming and chanting. He managed to make his way over to a woman in a Prius nearby, pulling her out of the car and successfully carjacking it. He took off down the road and crashed into a group of five other vehicles, causing the Prius to roll multiple times, being ejected from the car and sent flying down the road. He stood back up and then attempted to run down the road and steal another car. All the while, he was continually screaming, The Indians are coming. The police observed John as he attempted to make his way into two more vehicles. In the end, seven people were injured. One of the injured was a pregnant woman. The police finally wrangled John and took him out to jail. There, he tore off all of his clothes once again and began to scream as he banged on the walls. It was obvious that he was in some sort of drug-induced stupor, with the witnesses claiming that he had been on bath salts. He was taken to the hospital to be evaluated. John was charged with six counts of endangerment, three counts of attempted robbery, two counts of aggravated assault, two counts of leaving the scene of a crash, two counts of driving under the influence, one count of robbery, and one count of vehicle theft. He was held in jail on a $100,000 bond. In Greendale, California, a 77-year-old woman asked a 20-year-old man, Robert William White, to stop attempting to hit pigeons with a shovel. Upon hearing this, he turned to her and told her, I hate you and want to kill you today, before hitting her over the head with his shovel. Robert then ran over to his apartment in a nearby building and locked himself inside, hiding away for well over an hour. This was when the police were able to get a key from management and let themselves inside. He was accused of attempting to kill the old woman. However, he was completely incoherent. He didn't respond logically to anything they were saying. All he did was fight back. He told police that he was an alien and that he had been in direct contact with Jesus Christ at the time of the attack, who had pushed him to do it in the first place. The police were forced to resort to using rubber bullets and taser guns just to arrest him. When they did, they handcuffed him to a wheelchair to get him out of the apartment. While being wheeled out, Robert began to shout, God loves you all, while holding an expression of rage to all the bystanders who were now watching. Robert was taken to a local hospital, as well as the old woman. The old woman was injured, but nothing life-threatening. She made a full recovery. Robert was found to have been drinking soda that he had filled with bath salts. In Phoenix, Arizona, one man took bath salts while driving a moving truck that he had rented. While driving, he stripped off his pants. However, in doing so, he lost control and crashed the truck into someone's home. He then fled from the scene, without pants, and ran off into the night. Luckily, it was 2.30am and the owner of the home was sleeping in a bedroom in the back of the home when the truck plowed through and completely destroyed the living room. Unluckily, though, his home was deemed unlivable until a good number of repairs were made. The moving truck had to be dislodged from the wreckage of the home and towed away. It wasn't long before the police found the half-naked, screaming, thrashing man and subdued him. It wasn't really hard for the police to identify the man as he had left his wallet behind in his pants. The worst part of the story is that the homeowner did not have insurance at the time, leaving his future very uncertain. Over in the UK, they were having their own battle dealing with, well, they would call it monkey dust. One of the most well-known cases over there was that of a man in Staffordshire who climbed up on a roof in nothing but a green hoodie. Those who watched him climb up onto the roof said that he was climbing up the wall exactly the way that a monkey would. The police were called as the man trampled around the two-story roof, endangering basically only himself. They could tell right from the beginning that the man was zonked out of his mind. Right away they knew what they were dealing with, as they had actually arrested at least 16 people on that same drug in the month leading up to this incident. Before too long, the man did exactly what they feared he would do and jumped off the roof. When he did, he ended up breaking several different bones, mainly in his legs. Nevertheless, he managed to get up and fight with the cops, who said that he had incredible Hulk-like strength and seemingly wasn't able to feel any pain. Eventually, though, he was taken in and arrested, and likely felt the pain the next day. After this incident, police in the area launched what they called Operation Disrupt, a task force that set out to deal with nothing but monkey dust. One police officer on the task force made a statement in which he iterated, We have seen cases where we've got people running into traffic. We've seen cases where we've got people climbing on the buildings. This case was exactly the kind of wake-up call that the country needed to begin banning the drugs. In July of 2012, the United States government really went into overdrive to try to deal with the growing problem that was bath salts. In only one year, the drug had become an absolute national menace. The cases outlined in this video are actually only a very small fraction of the cases related to these designer drugs that happened throughout that time. The US federal drug policy was soon amended to ban the compounds most commonly found in these drugs. In the UK, things had proceeded a little bit more quickly, with some of these compounds being banned as soon as back in 2010. However, it wasn't until a good several years later that a majority of the drugs had been dealt with. Despite poison centers receiving thousands of calls a year related to these drugs around 2011 and 2012, by 2015 that number had decreased to about 522. These days, you never really hear about bath salts or any of those similar designer drugs anymore. To Gen Z and Gen Alpha, it would seem inconceivable that you could buy hard drugs over the counter at your average gas station, easier to purchase than even a single cigarette. However, people will always search for a new loophole in order to get high. For all we know, it could only be a matter of time before we see another similar epidemic. Who knows when and where it might be. Once again, this has been your host Kyle. Thank you very much for listening to today's podcast episode. Feel free to look through my huge library of other stories if you found this one interesting and be sure to be there for the next stories that come out each and every week. Have a good night.